So I have to say, I was I was surprised uh, that you showed me this movie because um, I really wasn't expecting to have to learn an entirely different language in order to watch it. Look, I've told you before that one Korean caveman is actually speaking English. <laughs> Welcome to A Match Made in Space. I'm Allie Goodman. And I'm John Walter. And we are a married couple showing each other the 80s movies of our childhood. And uh, this week? This week we did 1981's Caveman, starring Ringo Starr, which I guess is a dry run for 1986's Clan of the Cave Bear, starring Daryl Hannah in a lot of ways. I'm also, I, was, I have a question. Um, wh when did Captain, Captain Caveman, when did that come out? The 70s. Oh, okay. No, there wasn't a caveman mania sweeping the country around this time. It kind of feels like it, though, doesn't it? No. No. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> it felt like it to me. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't yes-hand you there, but I really can't think of a lot of caveman properties going on there. It's all right. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah. Um, I guess I should issue a public apology to you <laughs> for showing you this movie. It's so funny to me that you, you've been so apologetic about this movie. Yeah, this movie sucked. I mean, there's just no question about it. Like, this is a, this movie was, this movie was oh, 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 here, here's the thing. My, apo my apology is going to become null and void when you somehow get angrier. You're still angrier at They Live than this. Yeah, but see, I am. I am <laughs> Damn angrier. It. No, but I am because I think They Live actually has the potential to be a good movie. This does not. This oh, is, that's this, true. This, this piece of garbage. Oh, yeah. So, no, this was... This is, this garbage of this is like dumpster fire trash just like you know what, you know what though it, it, it had the potential to be inoffensive but they decided to squander and that I, fast and that's the other reason why it's and dumpster let's, trash let's, and we'll let's, get to that. before let's let's before we go into that uh, let's make ourselves an elevator pitch oh you like that God, sure let's do that okay i've got one all right yeah okay, you should go, go first, first anyway. right okay okay tonka aruk whoosh Kaka. <laughs> you stole my pitch. God damn it. <laughs> I love it when we're on John the John Alunda, Ali. <laughs> Bobo. <laughs> this movie should have gone into the Haraka. Uh, like, big like time. Big time. Yeah. yeah. I love that you were like, because you were looking at your notes and you were, or you were, whatever you were looking at, and you were like squinty. You guys couldn't obviously see this because this is just our voices why and our you, video. Why are, you, why are you opening the curtain? No, don't... no, I want them to understand this and because we don't, t obviously we don't talk about these elevator pitches before we do them. We just yeah, do no, them no. here. We don't, so we don't plan this at we all, We don't plan this way. at all. But I think it's really funny that we both had the same idea behind well, I mean, it to make it happen. If I could have come up with a cold open that was just us grunting that didn't sound oh my God. ridiculous, totally. I would have done it. I guess if, people, so, if yeah. more people had seen the movie, that yeah. might have So worked. anyway, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and put it out right now. This movie has only a handful of lines of spoken dialogue. It's mostly just grunts and jokey fake language and slapstick. And yet it still manages to be horrendously offensive. Yeah. Yet weirdly not as homophobic as you'd think whenever, like... True. Yeah. That is the one place that they didn't go. Like, but despite having gay cavemen. Well, that's my point. Like, <laughs> yeah. they didn't go there. Like, they didn't go to the, the yeah, really so, easy, so anyway, uh, low-hanging blue I think we, fruit. I think we should first... Blue fruit? <laughs> blue fruit. Okay. <laughs> so, um... I think the first thing we need to do, uh, talk about about this movie is the fact that it is made by a bunch of people who mostly should have known better. Yeah. Like, almost everyone involved with this movie has a career outside of this movie doing things that are not nearly as embarrassing. Hmm. You know, like, this movie's directed. I didn't tell you what Carl Gottlieb, the director of this movie. Oh, that's right. You were going to go like, into that later. I wanted, I wanted to kind of let you, let you be, like, I wanted to see your response on this. Can you can you guess the two movies that he has a screenwriting credit on? No, I mean that's basically. Like... I'll give you a I'll give you a, a lead in. In uh, I think 1974 or so, his uh, his friend Stephen asked him to come punch up a script about this uh, horror movie about a shark. Put a few more jokes into it oh my and stuff. God, really? So yes, Carl Gottlieb co-wrote the screenplay to Jaws. He also co-wrote the screenplay to The Jerk. Wow. Which is and it, and which hilarious. came out not which came out around this time I want to yeah. point out, um, 
but then he directed this and 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 also connected with this movie um before we get into the actors even um one of the uh one of the people connected with this movie is a, a fairly like he's not Harryhausen level famous but a fairly well respected stop motion director um who I just lost the lost the name of Jack uh I just forgot his name it's um Jim Danforth that's his name Jim Danforth who uh who uh apprenticed with George Pals and like the actually no he he started his work with uh with Gumby cartoons in the late 50s uh, he went, I think he did some work with George Pals. He 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 worked under Harryhausen. He worked uh, around the time this movie was being made. He was working with Harryhausen on uh, Clash of the Titans. But he was he left this movie before getting too far about two thirds of the way into the production because he was originally going to get a co director credit, hmm. but the Directors Guild prohibited that that kind of oh, credit. So he just walked. Uh, so his name is not actually on this film, which he's probably pretty happy about. Uh, he didn't do any of the actual animation, but he designed uh, pretty much all the stop motion puppets that were used. So I was going to say that um, as far as, as Gottlieb goes in in the director version, the director part of this, did he also write it? Was he a screenwriter on this? Uh, Gottlieb, I think he co-wrote it. Did he co-wrote? Okay, so he co-wrote it. He directed it. Yes, he co-wrote it with here's Rudy my, DeLuca. So I, here's my only thing. I oh would, my God, I Rudy DeLuca, who was a Mel Brooks Mel Brooks co-writer. That actually makes more sense to me, actually. Yeah, yeah. Rudy DeLuca uh, wrote for the Carol Burnett Show. Uh, he wrote, he helped. He he worked on the script for Silent Movie, High Anxiety, uh, Transylvania Six Five Thousand. But he also did Life Stinks, A Dracula Dead, and Loving It. So we can see but he's my, got definitely in that arc. My point was that um, I haven't watched The Jerk, for example, in I don't know how many years. I bet it doesn't hold up as well as that. We'd was like exactly it to. what I was about to say. Is that I haven't I seen it in a there, long time either. I bet there are some pretty deep, poor. Well, choices. I, mean, I would say being born the son of poor black sharecroppers yeah. is probably, uh, you know, a, a joke that we might not want to do nowadays. Yeah, yeah. To begin but, with, um, just to begin with. Um, but I don't remember like much about whether or not you know um, Bernadette Peters or any of the women in there actually had agency, or whether they were. You know, there was a lot of. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if there was sexism. I don't know if there was... I don't remember the movie enough. I mean, I remember some of the really funny lines from yeah. Steve Martin. I remember some of the plot points and things that you do remember and you talk about. But, like, I don't know deep enough. And and the reason that I bring that up is because I understand it's of its time. I understand things are, you know... Um, you know, we, we always talk about the problems that we find in these movies. But there are such blatant, right. poor choices as far as real problems with this movie that oh. I had, that again, like you said, is so frustrating because it could have just been kind of a bad movie, um, you know, with some, you know, right. schlocky slapstick without being so offensive. And I think that's where right. that's where the part goes that like the, that like my gets you know yeah it's, it's fired up yeah you know? I, I, like again like it, it, yeah and it, it happens fairly early on too yeah it does. it's like the 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 movie takes a Real nasty turn, real fast, which I had forgotten about. It's been a long time. I've seen this movie a couple of times. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah. I saw it once as an adult and a couple of times in the middle. I've, I've never seen this movie until this time before midnight. Oh, so, right. so, you know, well, so. And, uh, and I think also in this particular movie, because the plot is kind of something we can all, we can kind of give. It's like not a, really a plot. Yeah, so it's but, you, you can, can actually describe on. the plot was, in a paragraph. Well, that's what I was about to say is that maybe what we should do with this particular episode, and I, we kind of discussed this like very briefly, but I think we should remember that we said this. I kind of think that because there's not a lot of dialogue and there's not a lot of like really, you know, it's not the most amazing, you know, movie we've ever seen. Maybe just kind of give an overview of the plot and then we can talk about moments that we thought were important and then we right. can go into that right. like offensive stuff. We can go into why, right. blah, blah, blah. And then the people that were, are in it, that which is kind of amazing. Some of the people that chose to be in this movie. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> could sign that I guess chat. we say that, chose. Yeah, uh, well, I was about to say uh, Accepted true. a paycheck. I, well, that's what I was about to say is that I, I make that joke as an actor that if somebody came to me and was like, here, do this piece of crap movie i'd be like and i'm in right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, budget exactly. movie from a studio right. yes and, I, i'll and, do and it to be, and, and, and a couple of these uh a couple of these people also like they well specifically the romantic lead in this movie uh you know um she hadn't done a lot before that like look i will i will bag on her for certain decisions made after her success but she wasn't known she wasn't known at this point so right? um, and we'll um, get to that but so basically yeah. let's do a, the real quick summary yeah. of this and i'm going to kind of crib Just off wikipedia it. fine, but basically uh, Ringo Starr uh, plays Atuk, 
a scrawny, weak caveman uh, living in the year one zillion BC. Can, can we just stop for a second? Ringo wow. Starr. You know what? Plays the main character of this movie. We are not. You know, we're we're trying to do this movie fast. This episode faster than. Uh, I'm sorry, but the the normal. Uh, and, yes, it's Ringo Starr. Go ahead. It's, well, Ringo Starr had a a pretty decently long acting career by this point. I mean, after the Beatles movies, he did he did several movies. You know, he um, does have a a strangely he, symmetrical face. No, it, it's not symmetrical at all. <laughs> it's strange that you would think that. So anyway, uh, Ringo Starr plays a toque. He's a really scrawny, weak caveman living in the year 1 zillion BC, specifically October 9th, mm-hmm. which I believe might have been an allusion to John Lennon's birthday. He had recently been shot uh, like several months before this film came right. out. Um, anyway, he's he's basically uh, like, it, it kind of almost feels more like a nature documentary than anything at this point because he's like the... The uh, the weak male in the wolf pack who's trying to sneak sneak and mate with the uh, with the with the most beautiful female of the tribe who is uh, played by Barbara Bach who met Ringo Starr on this film and became his wife and she is still his wife Barbara Bach is probably most well known because she was the uh, the Russian spy slash main romantic lead uh, for James Bond in uh, the Spy Who Loved Me. Uh, she's an American who uh, like consistently because she kind of looks European. Uh, consistently does not get cast as, as Americans. It's <laughs> uh, weird, but um, but yeah, she's a uh, she, she. Her name was a uh, her name was Lana. Was was the Lana. that uh, like and the 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 main caveman is of course John Matusak, who's most known to anyone who didn't realize that was makeup in uh, in the movie The Goonies as Sloth. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No one would have known. No one thinks that that's not makeup. Um, there's. Uh, and uh, basically, uh, near the beginning of the movie, um, another caveman, Lar, is injured and kicked out of the tribe. Uh, Lar is played by Dennis Quaid in a role that even Randy Quaid should have turned down. Uh, but uh, although he was the most redeeming character, I, I think Lar is literally the only caveman in this, like the only caveman with the possible exception of the gay cave couple. Yeah, the only caveman that isn't incredibly problematic to me in this well, movie and shitty. Yeah, like Lar, Lar is a decent human being in a way that our main character is not. Well, actually, I will say that some of the other characters that come a little bit later are are treated poorly. I don't think they are problematic. I think the problem. I think the problem here is I think the problem here is that Lar is kind of the Horatio character. he's, yes. he's a voice of reason. <laughs> to to Ringo Starr's a Duke's hot-headed Hamlet. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so anyway, um, basically, uh, in a scene that we're going to get into in detail later, um, uh, Ringo tries to seduce uh, Lana, is caught by Tonda, and is thrown out of the tribe. He re-meets up with Lar. They learn how to walk upright. They uh, have some adventures, meet a whole bunch of other cavemen, and gradually form their own tribe. They're constantly at war with uh, with uh, with Tonda's tribe of bullies. There's dinosaur fights. And, uh, at one point, uh, they they go to a nearby a, a nearby ice age to rescue Lar from an abominable snowman, who's played by Night Court's Richard Mole in a suit. I would have never known that without um in a suit. Um, and over the course of their adventures, they invent a bunch of things like uh, drugs. Fire, cooking, music, weapons, um, and uh, you know, and, and just how to fry an egg, I guess. Um, so um, basically, in the end, uh, due to uh, Tonda, Tonda kidnaps all the women of the tribe of Tuke's tribe due to some uh, mistakes that being made, and uh, in the end, there's a big battle, and Lar and, and Atuk wins. That's that's the plot. Like, it's real simple. It's, ba- like, it's mostly, like a lot of these comedy movies, it's basically designed for slapstick set pieces. Um, some other people who should have known better there in the movie I didn't mention include Jack Guilford, who we all know as uh, the, what's his name from? Uh, uh, Dr. Jellif. Dr. Jellif. I knew I would get it wrong, that's why. I was going to call him Jellic again from uh, Anna to the Infinite Power. Uh, and Avery Schreiber, who's a long, long-time comedian, uh, used to partner with Jack Burns in the mostly in the 60s, uh, I mainly know him from he he occasionally sits in the top in the top left uh, chair the comedian chair uh, in the match game in the seventies. Yes. Uh, he's known for having bushy curly hair and a mustache, and this he has a beard as well. Um, oh, and uh, uh, and there's a couple of other characters. Uh, Evan C. Kim plays Nook, who's a 
a caveman who actually speaks English, and that's the joke, is he's confused by everyone else and ends up shrugging and, and whatever. And uh, what's, uh, what's his name? Miguel Angel Fuentes, uh, who's known to Mystery Science uh, Theater fans as Vidinho from Puma Man, uh, plays one of the cavemen. Do you, do you want to talk about the other female? And the other female... Which I, I I don't know why I got all sec- secretive about her. Yeah, I don't know why you did either. Like, it's like no big deal. I think it's because the movie treats her like an afterthought, which is kind of sad. Because uh, she's technically the romantic lead. Yeah. Is a fairly young Shelley Long, uh, some years out from she- like about four years away from Cheers, um, and about eight years away from leaving Cheers like an idiot <laughs> and going, you know. Um, they go on to do movies like Frozen Assets. And, and of course, our own classic episode, Troop Beverly Hills. Yes. And in a lot of ways, this movie does feel a bit okay. like a prequel to Troop, it, <laughs> to Troop Beverly Hills. There's a few moments it does. Um, so uh, I guess we can get into uh, about the, the actual movie now. And let, I'm going to let you... Um, I, I Let's see if there's anything... Um, I'm trying to think. Like, as we're going through in order, we got there's not much of, you know... I mean, you see them kind of make uh, to, you know, they kind of use him to 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 try things out because I don't know if they think that he's the weakest. So if he dies, oh yeah, like oh yeah, oh yeah, so they like make him try out this plant. uh, It's kind of funny. This plant is obviously a marijuana plant, but it has big red berries on it, which is the thing they're actually having. And so he's eating the berries, and uh, you see him like kind of. He's very they're pleasurable to eat i guess he passes he kind of passes out like while playing with himself yeah after it's eating them. really freaking there's a lot weird. of there's a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of masturbation and related dick jokes i literally and wrote okay eating weed plant touch his figs fall over stone yeah and and then that leads up to his master plan because at one point he offers a mango to to lana lana, lana. and and she immediately gives it to tonda to share with him because you know he was trying to be to to seduce her by giving her fruit, right? You know, you know the edible arrangements uh, for, <laughs> plan <laughs> for cave people. Uh, but so he stuffs a bunch of those in, into the mango, expecting her to give it to uh, to a to to uh, Tonda and pass. So he'll pass out, so he can then he can then have his way with uh, Lana. And it's kind of unclear whether he expected her to pass out or not. Because she does sort of flirt with him. Yeah. She always, like, throughout the movie, she kind of flirts with him. But but this scene is, it's early, and it's super gross. Because basically, they're both passed out. And he's Tonda trying, and Lana are Tonda and Lana are passed out. And Atuk is trying desperately to have sex with a sleeping Lana Ugh. while they keep moving around, knocking her over. I, I mean, it's played can't. for laughs. And it, it is... It, it, and Ravel's Bolero is playing in the background, the first of many public domain music choices in this movie. I I understand. It is. It's real hard to watch. It's and really it goes hard on. To watch. It goes on a long. long time. Imagine if that that if the rape scene in Revenge of the Nerds just kept going. Yeah. You know, it's 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 real. Yeah. But basically, that's the inciting incident that gets that gets him kicked out. Yeah. They catch and, him because um, he falls. He falls. He ends up eating the, the the mango that he's roofied, and he falls asleep between them. And when Tonda wakes up, he realizes. You know, he goes to like cuddle Lana and realizes mm-hmm. that Atuk is there and, get, and figures out what's going on, and they kick him out. Right. He runs into Lar. Uh, oh yeah, we should talk about Lar. And Lar, yeah, Lar earlier in the movie, Lar was kicked out of the tribe because he had heard him. Like they, he the movie begins life. with them getting attacked by a. a a model of an iguana that's supposed to be a dinosaur, like this weird iguana-looking dinosaur with like a horn in its nose and like chameleon, like chameleon eyes that move independently. Uh, but the the whole tribe is attacked by this stop motion dinosaur. And I will say this: I actually kind of dig the shitty stop motion. Well, not, not shitty stop motion. The stop motion, low budget, old fashioned B movie feel of this. Yes. It feels like an old Harryhausen Sinbad movie. And again, and again, you know, like. It, the, the stuff was designed by people who worked with Harryhausen. Right. You know, like the stop the, the stop motion animation in this movie that is fine. That didn't bother me. It's, it's fine. stupid. It's supposed it's to be stupid. stupid. And it's, it's supposed to be stupid. And, it feel, and um, uh, part of the problem is, <clears throat> and I think Roger Ebert said it. I, 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 was, I remember reading something about the critical response to this movie. I think it was Roger Ebert said basically one of the problems, that, like he gave this movie like one star. You know, he said Robert. one of the biggest problems with this movie <clears throat> is it's a spoof of nothing in particular. Right, it does and, right. And it's like, because there's never been a successful caveman movie. Right. There's never, like, and it's true, there's never really been a, a, a well-made, successful movie about, like, 
about prehistoric. Like, there's been yeah, like there's been goofy, terrible movies like One Million BC and like like things like that. Well, and later the Gods Must Be Crazy came out after this, right? The Gods Must Be Crazy happens in the modern Earth. Africa is not cavemen. Oh, it's, oh, that's right. God, I've never seen that movie a full way through. I'm, I'm just sitting here, like I'm sitting here with my jaw down on the floor, alley. No, you're right. Because the whole point is, it's a bushman of the uh, whatever is the the tongue whatever they say that got click in their name, but I can't remember the name of the tribe. But uh, they. Uh, oh my God! Why did I? He think found that? a coke bottle that fell out of a plane, oh, and he was walking okay. it back to give it to the gods because oh. it belonged to the gods. Clearly. Why did I think that was a movie that was like? Yeah, we could go into the, like, yeah, like, no, 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 no. We we could go into how, uh, yeah, the, it, it, like, there's a bunch of white people in it. I know, like, you know what? I've never seen the whole movie. It's really bad. It's it's very I bad. I just always... It was a, the Gossip Me Crazy is a terrible movie that, for some reason, was very popular was in the very mid-80s. Popular. But I never saw it. It's, I saw, all I saw was the Coke bottle piece, but I always just sort of assumed that it was just in a very, like... That it was a it was like, that the, it was a prehistoric the, coke. No, yes, honestly, like I I don't know what I thought it was. Like they were doing anachronistic things. No, no, no. I, that's no, what I thought it was. No, it, it's said in modern day times. I had no the, idea. Amongst, uh, amongst the tribe of uh, you know, like Bushmen is that the, is very it's offensive. Not, it's horrible. It's oh my a god! Very, I, then it sounds like what I just said was super offensive. Yes, I, I know. I know. It was, trying, it was horribly racist. But I wasn't trying to be offensive. I, I literally thought. I know you were. You were just mistaken. But yes, it's the movie's terrible. The movie's very. The movie's offensive as all hell. It's terrible. Yeah, basically a plane flies over the head of it. I'm saying Bushman because I can't they, I can't remember the There's name of the actual name, tribe. Yeah. Like, but that's the that's what they 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 mention them as Bushmen in the movie. So I like I you know, like it's a South African movie, which should tell you that right there. Oh, or okay. I think it's made in South Africa. I don't it's know. definitely it's it's God, it's fucking terrible. And basically it's about this this tribesman who like a plane a guy flying like a Cessna over overhead throws a Coke bottle out of the window. Oh. And like it falls to the ground, and he's like, "Oh, one of the gods has dropped this thing on the ground, and I'm gonna go take it back to give it to them." Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's stupid. It's and it, there's a there's a bunch of white people. How, who are, how about like, this? Who Didn't even know that it was dropped. I thought they just like happened upon this thing. No, 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 no. It's, See, it's, I didn't even know. See? It's I, it's been a long time since I've seen the gods. I saw it once when I was really little. I was told how great it was, and I was like nine, and I thought it was funny then. And then I watched it again, like. Ten years later, yeah, like yeah. as a teenager, and I was like, "Oh God, this movie's fucking terrible. This movie's it's, awful. it's fucking offensive, you know." And I haven't seen it since, so you know, it's bad, I but was, it's bad. I was going to say, I didn't even watch the whole thing. I turned it off because I was like, "This is really fucking offensive." Going back to the stop but, motion animation, I just want to say one thing about it. Some of the best, some of the actual moments where I laughed in this movie, and there were very few. Yeah, but some of the very moments I laughed. Laughs, but they are some not, of the moments yeah. I laughed at it were were because of the fact that it was making fun of the fact that it knew that it was making fun of itself like it kind of got yeah. it yeah and in ways that it did it it used those uh stop motion di- dinosaurs and iguanas and whatever like when the it was technically a dinosaur it just looked more like an iguana yeah, whatever but like like when the sun would uh, come up at cock-a-doodle dude and like yeah like yeah those, things like yeah. that or those like are terrible howled, like a, yeah a like a wolf, wolf. Yeah, those, like, those, those things are really the, those jokes jokes those jokes were laugh. dumb as hell but i laughed at them too i that laughed was... at them because they were the they that to me more of that stuff would have been a better feel Right. Yeah. Because that feels like more of what they were trying to do was like we know, like almost tongue in cheeking the thing. Because here's the thing: going back to what you were saying about the fact that there was never been a a successful caveman movie, and therefore something to spoof. um, That's why something like Airplane works so well. Airplane is working on something that actually has cultural tropes. Yeah, and that's the thing is this movie definitely feels like a low rent version of like a Zucker and Abrams movie. Yes, and we but it doesn't. Yeah, it does not. But it it, It doesn't hold up. And like and like and. To be honest, I I love the early Zucker Abrams stuff. I like somewhere around in the middle of the Naked Gun trilogy, yeah. I'm done with them. Yeah, me too. Like I don't need I don't really like mid late 80s is around the, as far in as I need to go and like especially now that one of them went super right wing and made it an, Amer- an American Carol and all that, you know. You remember that movie? Mm-mm. It was it was a like straight up just a, a dragging of Michael Moore um Oh. And the and liberals. Oh, interesting. Oh, it's real fucking bad. I I I never saw it, but I like you could watch the trailer and be like, it stars Chris Farley's brother. <laughs> yeah, that's all you need to know. <laughs> Think of moving violations, <laughs> only really right wing, and just and making basically like look. There's a lot of reasons to take swipes at Michael Moore. The dude the dude has a lot of issues, but like the movie is just it's 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 cheap shots and fat jokes and like mm. from what I. From everything I've seen, like like, and from what I've heard about it, it's it's real bad. And there's some there's some 
there's some I, I can't even I, I I wish I could remember there was a, a, a sequence I that I can't even remember that was like so bad that, like yeah. I remember hearing about it going wow yeah it's like you know like if that's what passes for humor among conservatives you know no wonder no wonder you know like no wonder comedy is mostly you know a far more liberal area and I don't even like liberals but at least they're funny sometimes oh my god right? <laughs> you know but um it's it's yeah it's a it's 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 grody so um, after um. So after uh is kicked out of the thing. He... Oh, and also this movie has a lot of great, terrible Star Wars wipes. Oh yes. A lot of the scene transitions are straight out of Star straight Wars. Straight out of Star Wars. So they, they the Lars... Which is straight out of bad thirties. So Lars had hurt his leg, they kicked him out. Lar, not Lars. Sorry, Lar. Lar hurt his he's, leg. He's not the drummer for Metallica. Lar hurt his leg, Atuk is kicked out. They and the run... funny thing is the way he hurt his leg is he's they're they're just crossed over and he's hopping. Yeah. So he's he they run into each other and they see each other and it's this like great reunion because they were obviously friends and, and they tried. hug they hug and they crack each other's backs and that's how they start to walk upright so they're the first <laughs> that's two... that's how he, the humanity evolved because basically chiropractors chiropractors that's really <laughs> I guess the reason, um, yeah. um the next major thing that happens in here is how we meet Jack Guilford and well I would Shelley say Long. I would say I would say we need to have a little bit here because like basically law he he explains like how he was kicked out because. You know oh, and how yeah, he, he tells the story, and there, there, yeah. there's a whole thing, and, and Lar, Lar does probably my favorite moment here is Lar basically does his best to teach to teach uh, Atuk about consent, consent, yeah. and you know like basically say like she doesn't love you, she loves him. I mean, Actually, there, there's no language in it other than like yeah. like the gibberish, but you go like you can tell he's trying to be like, dude. I mean, it's not fully consent, but it's like it feels more like it because he's like he's like he's basically saying, dude, she doesn't love you, yeah. let it go. And there, there's there's a, a running escapade that keeps going of him trying to sneak in and steal her. Yeah, like a two trying to steal La- Lana away. Yeah, you know, and it, it, it's ridiculous because it's one of those things where it's like slow it down, dude. Well, and also I think there's an element that comes that you start to see with. Lana, because at first I thought, well, maybe she's only with him because with uh, Tonda, because it seems like he's he's done exactly what it seems like the Tuke is trying to do, where he's basically said, "Your property, you're mine. I chose you, and I'm the right. strongest and the baddest." Right. So if a Tuke comes in and he takes her, then the idea is that he's the strongest and the baddest. You know what? Just does not have the ability to to get that point across because you can't speak. It's just so so we end up with just these total creepy like moves throughout most of the first half of the movie where he's just consistently trying to take take you know take Lana over yeah and before I forget because I yeah. know you're you're blown past you were trying to blow past it to get to to get to Jack Guilford we need to talk about the mosquito no we don't because that was the this movie I did not expect this movie to have such a powerful jump scare out of alley there is a scene where near the beginning when Lar and uh, Lar and uh, Atu first uh, first like rediscover their friendship and find each other in the woods within the woods, oh, it's, the, it's the rocks where they're taking a nap and this giant like model of a mosquito floats <laughs> like floats across the screen onto Lar's face and Ellie freaked out like she's like oh my god it's like the size of his body it's no, enormous well, well, it's about, it was about two feet long. It wasn't the size of his body. It was like the size of his head and face, and you know, like, like it, like from from tip of the ta- the tail to the head, it was maybe two feet long and mosquito shaped. And he's on his face, and they're Sorry, freaking out. And then a freaking... smashes it on his face. It's gross. It's but like, crazy. like the level of fear that Ali <laughs> got out of this thing was pretty surprising. I'm so I, I'm so so happy I could bring you such joy. Um, the next thing we see is uh, 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 Shelley Long and Jack Guilford. Um, we can tell wandering. Pre- wandering in, and we can tell pretty quickly that Jack Guilford is blind. Yeah, he's he using is Gog. A cane. Yeah, Gog and, and Shelley Long is Tala. Tala, and they're they're walking along, and there's like a tar pit right there, and they, you know, whatever. He fall he falls in. She gets, she's trying to help him. Atuk and Lars see them and save him. And I just have to point this one thing out, and I know that I, I'm just curious if this scene had actually been written into the screenplay prior to casting Jack Guilford or if Jack Guilford were the uh were the um what's what I'm looking for like there you know when 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 you write a screenplay you kind of have in your mind the person that you, you want, want for a person. you want a Jack Guilford type you, or yeah or you want Jack Guilford to play the role and the reason I asked this question or if it was Jack Guilford who inspired the writing of this particular scene and the reason I asked this question is because of his pea soup 
bit. You know what? He doesn't do the pea soup bit though. Not in this, but he's. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, if it, like if you have Jack Guilford and you're alluding to the pea soup bit and you don't just do the pea soup bit, like he didn't tell a story about falling into Which the tar, sucks, and using it the pea soup bit. Used the pea soup bit to do it. It would have been great. Right. It would have been good because but there it, were yeah. it was bubbling like pea soup, and it right. would have been brilliant. Yes. But he did not. But and yeah, those like, of you who don't know what I'm talking about, just listen to Google. Anna 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 go Anna Google. No. Listen to our Anna of the Infinite Power. Oh, episode. did we talk about it there? Yeah, we did. Yeah, but you can't see it there. I'm saying well, go, no, no, go, yeah, go watch think, it. Well, I, go think, I think we said to I think we said to Google it. Google Jack Guilford. Man. Google pea soup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pea soup, by the way, uh, you'll find out is a soup made of peas. <laughs> I will punch you. So, um, um, and, and and the next the next big important. Uh, Jack Point. Guilford moment. Jack Guilford moment. It's not long after he's discovered because he's blind. You see him wandering off at one point, and uh, he runs into something and starts like trying to figure out what it is. And he's rubbing it, and he turns out he's run into a dinosaur. And I will say this: I, if you had told me, no, at any point in my life that I'd be able to see Jack Jack Guilford accidentally jerk off a dinosaur, I would probably be pretty stunned. But this movie goes there. And we actually see the dinosaur getting some pretty good stop motion animation of the dinosaur being first surprised and then pleased by what's happening. And then then Jack Gilford gets confused and smacks it, if I'm not mistaken. And the dinosaur gets really upset and starts charging around. They have some they 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 run from the matcha, which is what they call uh, any of the dinosaurs. I guess it kind of means monster, I'm guessing, in the cave language. Um so um that's I love about, when I can't read my own writing. Uh, oh, this is yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry about no, it. No, it just makes me laugh. I'm looking parody of string. Yeah, yeah and even after, right there. Right, and 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 <laughs> it's obvious from the start that uh, Tala is uh, attracted to Atuk. Yes. And so Atuk, this weak caveman who doesn't really stand a chance in his cave world of getting a woman, actually has a woman attracted to him who's you know fairly attractive. You know, and 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 he's still like like no no gotta go after Barbara Box, someone who I like gotta go after the one who's not at all interested in me. You know. Even though in real life he stood yeah, a very good chance well, with maybe, her. Well, maybe there's something to be said about that. Although it could be because he was a, a, a you know, he, he he did have Ringo Star money. Ringo Star money. Um, um, the next. So yeah, thing, but yeah, but so they, I pretty much after this, the next. That's like, when they, they meet the next. They drive. they find another. They find another another bunch of cavemen. Uh, including there's a chase that happens with Jack Guilford and, and Tala because of the dinosaur charges them. It's, and it's they, not. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, not it's not, there's nothing to describe yeah. it. Yeah, like. Yeah, I, I if I if I skip something like that, we don't even have to go back it's to it. Trust me, it's because I'm I'm skipping over like a lot of the slapstick routines. It's stupid because well, it's slapstick. Describe, yeah, it, describing slapstick is like describing dry slapstick. <laughs> it's like trying to describe a dance. It's not gonna. You're not gonna get it. Right. Um. Uh. They end up so they end up finding a bunch of cavemen who seem to be including a guy who looks like Daniel Stern wearing a man bun. We to the point where we stopped and looked to make sure he wasn't actually in this yeah. movie. It looks like he's got like it's like Daniel Stern with a man bun held together with a bone. But like, it, and not. it turns out there's this whole tribe of cavemen, and clearly, like, they're kind of the weak cavemen. You know, like, there's a couple that are uh, clearly gay, and I, I was waiting for the gay jokes to happen with this, and they did not weirdly happen. enough, they did not happen. Unless, unless it was in one of the weird jumps that happened while we were watching this, because this is the thing: we watched this movie on YouTube, uh, and it was because uh, yeah, it's it, and it had a couple of weird moments where the scenes played again. Yeah, and one moment where like there was a quick jump cut, like 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 something was like like obviously like twenty seconds of the film was missing. Yeah, I don't think we missed anything like that. But but yeah, this gay couple is like it presented like it's like effeminate and stereotypically gay, but they don't really do anything embarrassing, and they're not mocked for At what all. they are. So like I was I was it's very weird. Because, like, it's an 80s movie, and I kind of, ex- I, like, the moment I saw the gay, I, I actually wrote homophobia down, expect like, like expecting it, to put yeah. a pin in that and talk about it in my notes. And then I was like, oh, I guess, no, I guess they're just there and gay. I mean, the, the closest thing is they're super femmy, but, you know, that's it. Right. You know? But they're just affectionate to each honestly, other, and they're like a bonded pair, honestly, and that's Will it. Honestly, Grace is more offensive. Yeah, you know way, more, I mean? <laughs> way more. Way um, more. Um, the other thing is, that, so the other two... Uh, um, Let's make fun of them. Moments that happen when they meet this tribe. John talked about one of them before. Is there's the one Korean? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Evan Kim can, is the name of the actor, speak, and he's he can from speak English. So as they're trying to figure, there's a there's a big rainstorm. They all hide in a tree. There there's a the the there's lightning that hits and, and the, the tree, lightning hits the tree and, and, and it and at that point, uh, like we get a moment where I just don't understand. Like, is Strauss's like. 
It's the Strauss music from 2001, like somehow secretly copyrighted, even though it's a piece of classical music, because they use something that sounds really similar. And I would assume fair use, they could do a parody of 2001, but they use, instead they use like this really bad knockoff when they discover the fire. I think it, I, I wonder if they were worried about it because the whole movie isn't necessarily a parody of the movie. Right, but. But they couldn't use a scene. But that, that was an actual caveman scene. I understand. In 2000, you've never seen 2001 though. No, but I understand what you're saying. And I'm saying I don't know what the laws are on that. But it just it just feels really weird that they don't use that, like whatever, it's the March of the Planets or whatever the hell the music's called. But dun, 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 you know, like thing. But like it's, it's like it, they use like this chintzy version of it that's just hilariously bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, it, the, a piece of the tree falls off and, and it's on fire. And they've obviously never seen fire before, so they don't know what it is. And it's this big thing and it's you know Haraka. they know what fire is i think but i don't think they'd ever actually had control tool over fire right so so and as they shelly long actually is the one who figures out how to pick it up because right. Atuk's just touching it right he's, he's like his fingers are on fire, fire and he's looking at his fingers but um but it's during that moment where they the these other uh this other tribe is watching this tribe that they just met and that includes this uh, Evan Kim's character yeah, and, Nook, and 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 who, the two actually this is when we meet the two other um, yeah yeah this is when the gay cave the gay cave and then there's they're, one they're, other, are, they're part of that group right, we, but they we were, didn't act, like we only saw that Daniel Stern guy first like he's running and then they follow and they offer they they they, they, they offer to become friends which they call Bobo which is funny because Bobo is a Spanish word for foolish <laughs> you know so apparently this movie has a has a real problem with friendship they, there's like a joke where they're like he's in a tiny hole and then like they pull him out and like there's a whole chain of people following following him. right. So, but my point is that that they, that he comes over and he starts talking to them and explaining what they're seeing and words and and words that we understand. So it's the only English words that we figure out. I mean, well, not figure out. We know. Um, and and he's speaking in perfect English, and it's this very yeah. He's like moment. They're, they're, they're yeah. They're like holding up the fire like Harak, and he's like no fire. And, and like he ends up going oh well and yeah, kind like, of shrugging and like and, and and Evan Kim by the way is uh like. Anyone who, who's a fan of the Zucker and Abrams movies, he's part of the, I can never remember the name of the sequence, but the big long kung fu movie parody that they do in the Kentucky Fried movie, mm. he is, he's he's like, I think he's the star of that one, oh, if I'm okay. not mistaken. He's definitely in that. So, so, um, they, so that all happens, and then while they're figuring out um, the fire... They they all, they make they, they eat food. I don't remember. They have they have, they have a big fight over. They, they like he goes and catches a bird and they're fighting oh, right. over. And he and, try, and he does the thing like he 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 has a flashback to uh, Tonda tearing a big giant uh, drumstick in half and yeah. giving the and, and 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 splitting it with people. And he goes to try and tear the chicken in half and he can't. And it turns into a tug of war with someone else. And they do it over the fire. And as they're holding it over the fire, it gradually cooks. Starts to cook. And they figure out, ooh, cooking. Yeah. So you know, they and, eat the, they eat it and then. From the bones of this chicken, they start making music. Yeah, they invent the hoedown. And there's a whole, like, it, it turns into this very complicated, mu- like, it starts simple with tapping, and it turns into this very complicated musical It number. actually starts with the jug. With the, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. The little, uh, the little person, I think. Yes. Yeah, because yes. there's a little person in this movie that... Of course there is that they're going to make fun of. You know that's coming yeah. up. You well, guys. I mean, it's it like it's not as bad as it could be, but it's definitely True, bad. But, but it's definitely it's bad. it's not great. It's not great. But they, they it starts out the... <laughs> I mean, it, both John and, and I looked at each other and like, said, "Oh my God, it's a hoedown!" It's a hoedown and then it, and it gradually turns into something that sounds a lot like Yup Nup from yeah. uh, the the original uh, song from the end of Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's kind of and what's really funny about it is there's a lot of percussion going on and. I mean, I don't like playing into the stereotypes about Ringo Starr's abilities. Yeah, uh, but. Ringo looks like the worst of all the drummers. True, they all pretty much know what they're doing. Everyone like Ringo looks like he's doing the worst job of any of them at actually drumming, which is kind of great. I also said this is just something I wrote in my notes. I said music and fire and the outdoors. No wonder I hate this movie. It's fucking camping. <laughs> if you know me at all, I don't understand any of you people who like to camp. I don't understand it. Why? 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 Do and yet you, you love Troop Beverly Hills. I like the movie, but I don't have to endure it. Like, I don't have to be in the movie. I don't have to be in camping. <laughs> in camping. I don't want to be camping. Put me I, in. Look, I, look, I camp you, but I'm not in, in camp, camp with you. you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not in camping with you. Um, but, um, so... Uh, the next thing that happens is they have the fire. Well, and they, and they, they, they're obviously still hungry at one point. There's a, there's a thing where they're looking at Nook, and Nook has had a, a pet iguana around his neck this whole time, and they look at him like... Looking at his iguana, he's like, "Oh no, 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 no!" Like he's yeah. like waving, like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." He, but he, he holds the iguana down and it points like a spaniel. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's when they find an egg. A dino. And that's egg. a dino egg, and then the dino egg is a is a whole sequence that it's. You know what? 
it's at least not very offensive. They all like are carrying the dino egg away and um, and then they get found by uh, Tonda's tribe right. of bullies and the and Tonda's tribe of bullies comes and chases them. Steals, uh, the steals the egg and then the pteranodon or whatever that laid this giant egg flies overhead and they get the, wait, it wait, wait, a, before that happens actually there's a the, that's when the sped up camera stuff happens, oh that day that's yeah they're, they're trying to run away and this is what i and that's when the, the gods must be crazy comes back in because they did a lot of those jokes oh we wrote again which i don't know because i didn't see it but um there's a moment where they're trying to climb up this like dune i guess yeah um like sisyphus and they keep, they keep yeah it's a like, very sisyphian yeah, uh, uh, uh thing um and then uh and then they the the uh, the pterodon or whatever it is that comes pteranodon whatever it is comes after them and I mean you're just assuming you know which one it is um, uh, yeah that's why it's a, you and your paleontologist well it's not a pterodactyl it's far too large no um, so they it comes after them and it scares them and they and the egg falls over the side of <laughs> yeah the the cliff and, and it, it like lands, lands on a hot on a, spring on a hot spring or a geyser or something I would say I said geyser when we were first watching but really a geyser hot. actually sprays oh, up that's true. So, so it's, it's like a hot spring. spring and it starts to cook it's like a giant fried egg basically right. and so or the, poached and, I guess and that and because they're on above and uh, and uh, Atuk's tribe, tribe is below. They go. Well, Atuk's tribe gets gets chased away by the pteranodon. They're they're running. Right, so. but they're the ones that end up in. And they, like they a, they're down by it. Down and by Atuk's tribe it. has so been run off. Has been run off, right? And they so go and they, they start eating the. They start egg. eating the egg. And, and uh, I want I want to actually read, like, what you said. Yeah, we'll here. have it written down too. But you can say it. You, you say it. You said he makes. You Good. you said he makes the same face when he's horny as when he's eating. <laughs> and I said. Well, who doesn't? Because <laughs> it's true. So um, as they're, you know, they obviously are eating this egg and they're very excited about the fact that this egg is he- enormous and has, you know, broken open and fried egg and whatever. And they start walking up and back the, to their camp. The, the, the token black caveman like falls into the yoke and like, yeah. like they're, they're all laughing. Yeah, of course. And he's laughing too, but still. No, it's a joke. He's like having fun. Yeah. But, so that, but I just said, I just wanted to mention there's a token black yeah, caveman. Yeah, of course there is. I mean, well. That's what they do. Although so, this is, because because this was filmed in Mexico, there is diversity amongst the cavemen. It's just most of the cavemen extras are, are Mexican. That's true. Um, so they, as they leave the egg, they carry pieces of the egg, and it looks like they're carrying off egg beach blankets. <laughs> it does look very like, strange. Yeah, they look almost like bath mats. Yeah, it's, like, it's very it's, it's, very like weird. rubbery bath, like those rubberized bath mats. It's like it's like they look terrible. They come they, back, and then they realize that the that that Tonda's uh, camp has shown up, and they. They're like gonna fight them, and well, yeah, they're mad though because they've stolen the egg yeah. from them, and they so they, they steal, steal all the fire. fire, right? And they put out the fire. They steal the fire, and they put out the, the like. There's no fire left, and so, so now they have to lead a raid, right, to up. go back and get the fire. And it was at this moment that I turned to John and I said, "My God, I did not realize that we were walking watching a prequel to The Walking." Dead. This is basically The Walking Dead. It's just a bunch of like two tribes of like like warring people stealing each other's resources back and forth. You know, it is. You yeah. were right. It it's is. It is straight up The Walking Dead. Straight up The Walking Dead. And um, so they end up. They end up going back and stealing their fire again. And they steal. Do they steal Lana? No, they try to steal Lana, and she she fights back. Yeah. Um, uh, and then they um at at they, and, and then they run into the dinosaur again. They run into the dinosaur. The, the Tyrannosaurus one this time, not the iguana one. And the the Tyrannosaurus. Um, like he'd already been driven off by Ringo once, but like he stabbed him. But this time, like like they're near that bush, and he picks it up and shoves the bush in the dinosaur's mouth uh, when yeah. the dinosaur's trying to eat him, and the dinosaur just gets. And I will say this: as much as I did not at all expect Jack Guilford to uh, to jerk a dinosaur off, I was completely unsurprised that this movie had Ringo Starr getting a dinosaur high. Yeah. Like, so that, yeah, the dinosaur gets really high and he staggers and falls off a cliff and, but it's okay. Cause he land, he just lands in a pile of rocks and he's just sitting there being really high. They do actually steal Lana at this point because, um, no, 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 no they don't. Don't. I'm sorry. No, they no, uh, sorry. What I meant to say was, um, uh, uh Tonda's tribe is That's all... the next scene. Yeah. That's the next the scene. The next scene. And I'm not done yet. Oh, I'm sorry. So, I thought you so that is, well, I was going to say like when the dinosaur falls off, another thing that's great is it's like, because it's, uh, it's just, it's stop motion, uh, on a on a set next yeah. to a matte painting, the way it falls and you see the impact is just shaking the camera, so it looks like he just <laughs> right. shook the matte painting. It's it's such a bad effect, but yeah. it made me laugh very hard at how bad it looked. And I will say again, good job with the high dinosaur. Uh, the uh, stop motion animation, I I do not have a bad thing to say about. Um, um, in the next scene, Tonda is trying to. Um, fish. They're, they're, yeah, the, the whole tribe is fishing, and they're fishing by holding their women by their feet. 
and they go in the water and pull fish out. It's ridiculous. And so and he's the, fishing with with Lara. With La- Lana. Lana. I want to say Lara for some reason. And then at some point, she they they lose control of her. He yeah. She fall. They fall into the water. They, they fall both into fall the into the water, and, and she, she gets sucked off into a water slide. Basically, sucked off. That's not not a good that's term. That's a terrible. Term. She gets pulled into a water slide, and basically, uh, Atuk sees her and saves her. And um, as he's saving her, because Lara's he and Lara, Lara. Lara trying to help her, and Lara falls backwards into the water slide, and Atuk tries to go after him, but he, he loses him. He loses the, him, and, and like, Watson thinks he's dead. Yeah, Lara. Lara he thinks and Lara Lara's ends dead. up in what they. Well, really, well, 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 well oh. we're gonna we're gonna go back before because like basically this whole scene. I will say first of all, this whole scene. There's a lot of them like trying like running along the side of the like, while while things are rushing through the water. And I will say it still ends up better than that stupid barrel scene in the second Hobbit movie. Yes. And meanwhile, while he's looking see. while while he's looking for that wasn't for you. While while he's uh looking uh for for her, Tonda uh ends up uh, getting. Bit in the fa- getting pinched in the face by oh, a crab, crab, which uh, ends up being weirdly enough a thing that stays on his face for most of the rest of the movie. <laughs> um, like he has a crab claw hanging off his face, um, and so, they all think that Lana's dead. And then and then we cut to one of the few, and I straight up laughed at this, and I'm embarrassed that I did, but I, I found it funny. Was uh, it cuts to a, a title card, the only title card in the movie since the beginning, which is it, it says uh, like in a near like a nearby ice age. And so, like, Lars, like, basically in the, the Wampa Cave from Hoth. Yeah. It's very reminiscent of uh, Empire Strikes Back right here, which had just come out a year before. So, he get, finally gets up and he, you know, pees and they have this, uh, like, sound effect that sounds like... Like, he's like, obviously I, peeing I, and there's clinking, clinking ice noises. Clinking ice noises. It's ridiculous. So, anyway, long story short, um, and, um, he, he gets chased by this abominable snowman and that's yeah, and, and, and there's so much, like... Well, I, I, but actually, there's, a, like, around this time, okay, so... I can't remember why, but around this time, there's like, a, like the public domain music comes back because there's like a William Tell overture going on. Um, yeah. And uh, and uh, I remember there was a jump scare somewhere in here. I wrote it in my notes, but I can't remember what it was. But there was an actual jump scare in this movie, which was surprising. That was the Abominable Snowman. Oh yeah, like yeah, there was a jump cut, but like they show like oh yeah, they they, they yeah that's right, they hold up a torch and it's like ah, yeah. and it turns out the snowman and Laura were both frozen in place. Yeah, but they, that's when they finally go. That, yeah, them. well that's where we're at. Yeah. There's oh. not really much else. Yes. Oh, oh 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 oh, I forgot. Well, okay, so oh uh, so there is actually we need to probably mention because it's important to the dumbass plot. Is Atuk and uh, like saves Lana and Lana's like like basically being affectionate with him because she's with them now. This is what I was talking and about. He's in charge, yeah. yeah. And but and, like there's this whole thing of like, but Lar and he's like, uh, and it, like and she's trying to like be like, no, stay with me. And they're like, you need to rescue Lar and 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 uh, Shelley Long's like, uh, Lana, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know Shelley Long's very angry and jealous that he wants to stay with. And finally he goes, oh, fine, I'll go save him. That's when they go save him. They find him, and they're, they're frozen in a block of ice. So, and so, they, so they're holding just, the fire to Let me just make a distinction here, yeah. though. The most of the, tr- the the men in the tribe go save Lara. Yeah, yeah, the men. All the women and the children, because there are children in this movie, weirdly enough, they stay yeah, at yeah, the tribes have children. Shh. The women and the children at the tribe stay at the camp, except well, and Jack Guilford too, except for. For Ta- Talia, Tal- Tala, Tala, Tala leaves and goes to Tonda's tribe to tell him because she's jealous. She's of jealous of Lana, so she wants to tell him that Lana's still alive, so that they come and get her. So she goes there. She's the reason that he loses the 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 crab thing in his nose because she grabs it to like turn to get his attention, and it pulls off. And then he follows her and comes back to the thing. So while the men are away getting Lar and saving him, they show up and they steal all of the women from the tribe. But you're skipping over the disgusting auditioning a mate scene. Oh, you're Tom, right. Like Tom, when when she first shows up, Tonda has got I a line of mates, and he's like pulling up their shirts to like feel oh, their breasts I, and yes. like like tearing off their loincloth to look at their hips. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's I mean, real. I think gross. that's why I skipped over it because right. I don't even want to talk and, about and it. And then, but then basically, when she goes in, like he thinks she's trying to be his mate, and she's like, no, no, no. Like, yeah. and when he finds out Lana's there, like they go, and while they're gone, like, like there's actually something going on with the other scene while this is going on, but like. 
long story short, they, they steal all the they steal all the women and yeah. take them back. Uh, but while this is going on, Randy like not Randy Dennis Quaid is uh, being melted out of the ice, and the the abominable snowman is also thawing out while they're doing this. And he he he's freaking out and trying to get away. Like and they, his legs are still frozen when the, when the snowman comes. Yeah. And they like you see him sliding around this block of ice, and he they, they he he slips and slides down this uh, another water slide. And I was thinking while this was going on, like that this is probably the most demeaning thing, and the most degrading thing that a Quaid has done since whatever Randy did last weekend. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's just it's terrible. Uh, so they, um, and I, and, and this is when I made this joke to John that, uh, this is like watching the end of Winter's Tale. Um, and those of you who have, are <laughs> yeah. familiar with Winter's Tale will get that joke. And if you're not, yeah. then you won't. Exit pursued <clears throat> by a Yeti. Yeah, but that's, uh, it's no, actually not saying, even that moment. I know, I know, I just no, wanted to, no, no, I was going for a joke. No, but that was right. You're, cause that is in that, that is in yeah, that yeah, joke. I, I just wanted to go for the joke, exit pursued by a Yeti. Yes, no, that's not, I know that's not at the end. Um, uh, but, but basically, um, they, they, what we get now is we get a preparation montage where yes. they're all building weapons because yes. they're going to go rescue their people. Yes. And um, and you see them like trapping a matcha yes. for reasons unsure. And honestly, one of the cutest things I've ever seen in my life, they have an iguana in armor. Yes. Which I don't know why that's so cute. It's adorable. But it reminds me of Action Cats from uh, Saturday Night Live. Very cute. Um, and then basically the movie like turns into a Hal Needham movie for like the last like 10 minutes. It's like just a bunch of people punching and fighting and craziness. And at one point, uh, a Took like, like a Took goes and like gets the dinosaur that they've captured, the, the matcha and he rides it. Uh, and he has a fight. He has a fight with, uh, John Matusak, which in no universe does Ringo Starr win a fight with 1981 John Matusak. Right. I'm just going to put that out there. The dude was jacked on steroids at the time. Uh, Ringo Starr Somehow was Ringo Starr. He wins. Ringo Starr, the action hero, wins. Uh, like he knock, he knocks. Uh, you know, he beats the crap out of uh, out of uh, out of John Matusak, and basically Lana becomes his like his mate and but at the like she's up next to him and he's standing Tala's very sad and she's walking away and then you see him like go like shake his head pick her up pick Lana up like he's like you know like like she's his bride like going over the threshold but then he drops her in a pile of shit and which at one point uh earlier uh to uh Tonda had fallen into some shit Tonda's very clumsy in this movie um (laughs) but um but uh, so he drops her in shit. It turns out he's rejecting her. He ends up with with Lana. That's Tala. E- Tala. Whatever. They're fucking. He ends up with the, the blonde Long. one. He ends up with the blonde one. Shelley Long. You know, and you know the will they won't they from that uh, finally <laughs> ends. And and uh, and that's the and movie. That that ends the movie. And and in the and then in the credits, I learned that that uh, comic book artist and 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 storyboarder and designer Mike Plug worked on this movie. Mike Plug is best known for possibly. Being the one who designed Ghost Rider, there's a bunch of arguments. In the, oh, like, yeah. Basically, there's about three or four people who lay claim to designing uh, the Marvel character Ghost Rider. But uh, like, it's it's very it's very possible that Mike Plug is the first one to come up with the idea that he had a flaming skull, which is mm. his most. Uh, but it was just, I was like, oh, Mike Plug, what are you doing in this? Right. So yeah, um, I guess. Um, <laughs> so I guess I'll ask you this question, John. Yeah. Was uh, Caveman worth revisiting? Not as such, no. I one of the problems with this, with 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 Spike showing you movies <laughs> that I've learned is that I have to watch them too. Yeah. Because you know, like basically, part of this was me going, you know what, goddamn it. Actually, th- there's a reason. I, I I have a large backlog of movies, and a lot of them are kind of bad. And like, I I, I don't want to shoot my wad showing all the really good ones like they live. Uh, you know, and then end up being like 14 USA Up All Night movies as the remainders at some point in a row. So I was like, you know what, Allie, I got I to gotta throw a few bad ones in. Like, you're getting a bad, like, do you want a bad action movie or a bad comedy? And she chose bad comedy. And so I, I gave her the, the form yeah, of her destroyer. Yeah, you did give me a twist. He did. Yeah, and you, you, ne- you never thought Mr. Stay Puffed would, would do that to you, but he did. Uh, but yeah, no, this, this movie is, it's not funny. It's... It's the longest ninety-one minutes you'll ever you'll ever sit through. It's bad. I mean, again, I've only seen like it's like in the I've only seen this movie after midnight, like up late, tired, confused. Uh, you know, I like actually seeing this movie during the cold light of the you know like evening. <laughs> was was uh, eye opening, and plus, oh, like like so many eighties comedies, it, it relies surprisingly surprisingly high on rape jokes. Yeah. 
Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, it's it's not worth seeing. It's really fucking bad. And I, I mean, I knew it was bad showing it to you, but it's even worse than I remembered. Yeah. Because I didn't remember the rape. I just remember the unfunny caveman comedies. So, Allie, was it worth watching? No. <laughs> oh my god i don't know why that was so funny but it was okay yeah no it, it, it yeah it's, it's trash it's trash. It's, it's trash it is trash don't you literally got everything you needed to get from the movie like listening to us honestly please honestly don't, don't the, go find it don't honestly find like it. the the transitions with the with the with the dinosaur crowing and it like only a happens rooster three times and yeah. it's in the very beginning in the so very, if you, if you and watch I've, the first but no, no, but don't, no, but you get the, but, but the problem is you watch the first 15 minutes, you still get the rape shit. That's the problem. Like you can't, like you, you can't even just say, like, it's not even a movie where it's like, hey, watch it for this very funny True. opening sequence and then right. quit. Then quit. Yeah. You can't even do that. You, know, you can't, you can't even do that. No, you can't. Like it's, it's, it's mixed in You'd with the You'd have to fast forward just to those, to those transitions just to see those right. funny moments and that's it. And then you're done. You don't ever have to watch yeah. the rest of this movie but yeah, and again. Like there's a moderate laugh when, with, uh, with Evan Kim's caveman speaking English and there, you know, and there's the moderate laugh with the, the title card of a nearby Ice Age, you know. And but, that's it. But yeah, it's, it's ill-advised the way it's done. Everyone and almost everyone involved with this movie did something that was better at some point in their career. Yes, I will give Like it I it. would argue... Even Vadino from Puma Man, even Puma Man is overall a better movie than this. Uh, Ringo Starr's been in better movies. I mean, not just the Beatles movies. The Magic Christian is a better movie than this. Um, you know, like it, like it, it's just how Ringo Starr's guest appearance on the Beatles, well, not on the Beatles. <laughs> Wow, conspiracy theorist. His guest appearance on The Beatles whenever other people were playing drums more. Yes. No, um, his guest appearance on The Simpsons is, is more artistic than this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, this is a short one because there's not much you can say about a movie that doesn't have dialogue. Um, but, it has dialogue, uh, but it's but not. If you, but no. if you want to grunt at us in a secret caveman language... <laughs> Uh, you could always go to our Twitter feed. That is, I for, we forgot to say that last week, yeah. last episode. Um, but that is at M M I S podcast. Um, you can find uh, me at <laughs> Hitler Puncher. I didn't know who to do first. I decided okay. me this time. Or you can find Allie at A L I underscore Goodman. Yep. Um, if you want to, um, you know, actually just. View our podcast not through a pod reader. <laughs> you can go to our website, matchmadeinspace.com. Um, and or you can uh, you can try to contact us in long form if you want to send us your caveman fanfic that we won't read to matchmadeinspace at gmail.com. I will also say, uh, I know that we've had maybe a reviewer on iTunes. We have three. We have three reviews on iTunes. I think I only saw the top one. That's why. Well, um, they're, they're, I mean, we've been ranked a few more times than that. Like, people have given us ratings, but, like, actual written yeah, reviews. Yeah, I mean, even if you go, like, even if you give us the, the critics thumbs up. Oh, and, and it's, it's technically Apple Podcasts now, not oh, Apple, oh, you're right. Apple Podcasts. Thank you. And you, like, give us the thumbs up and you give us the, the critics, it stinks, I with a smile. I'd be fine with that, too. No, we just <laughs> It stinks with a smile. Isn't that Mystery Science Theater more than the critics? No, it, it doesn't he, a smile on the critic. Oh, it maybe stinks. he just goes. It stinks. That's right. Yeah, but I'm saying with a smile for us because we don't want to be downgraded. Yeah, we no. Want to be yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you don't like the podcast, just leave you us. Don't alone. have to don't actually. Have to I don't know why you're hate listening to us. Okay, but why are you listening to us? You're right. Exactly. Like, I mean, I, I'm aware that this episode is phoning it in, but so was the movie. I mean, we watched. my God, come on. So, so uh, we have better things to do. But I, and I know it's it's a pain in the butt, especially because when I listen to podcasts, I normally do it when I'm in the car. So it's like I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'll go and do that. But if you're Happen to be home, happen to be in a place where you can just quickly send us, you know, do a little review on, on iTunes. It will help boost us and maybe we'll have um, a few. And, 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 and if you've already written the review and I know who you are and you know who you are too. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. You're better people than all the you, other pseudo You fans. are fabulous humans. <laughs> Um, uh, also, I, I, and I know our last episode, um, I know I got, <laughs> I upset a couple of people with my opinions and that, I think that's great. I think no, you that's, didn't. Yeah. They, Your they opinions enjoyed... of running on empty? Oh, not running on empty. The, the, I was thinking they live. No, no, no. We, we, we had another episode in between. That's right. Them. I can't even remember anymore because they live. Is no, we had a two hour episode over. about talking about a, a very good movie where we I barely talked about I have a lot of people with two, two episodes ago with, uh, with, um, with they live. And I appreciated that because it actually, uh, it, it, I got a lot of people, we are talking about it, which I think is important. I also think. You were very wrong, by the way. I was wrong about the fight in your opinion. You were very um, wrong about everything. Okay, that's fine. 
However, um, look, I have, you're right about this movie. It yes, sucks I ass. Yes, I'm very much right about this movie. But my point is, we really do appreciate the the banter and the back and forth. And um, I know there's a couple of listeners that we have. Not many. Most people are on Twitter, but we have a couple of listeners that are on Facebook, um, and or have eschewed Twitter re- as of recently. I've seen a few people come on Facebook and be like, "Yeah, I'm not on Twitter anymore. It's too many social media things. Whatever." You're the opposite. I get well, it. Why would you pick fine. Facebook over Twitter? I, I Facebook think, sucks ass too. I think the reason that people have been doing <laughs> It, this is this is what I've been understanding, and a lot of people are doing it is because they're fan, like because the the oldies are all on Facebook and not on Twitter. Yeah. That that's the way that they can communicate with their families. So oh. it seems like if you're going to pick one over another, oh, well, um, we see what I do is I just leave my Facebook nice and dormant. Yes, I know you do. But my point is, so that I don't have to see how many there, of my friends are dumbass right wing idiots. Since now. there are <laughs> since there are people on Facebook, um, it is it is, and I know we've been talking about it for a while, but now I actually do think we're going to just at least make some kind of a page. So that we, you, can, you say we over and over again. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say you're gonna do it because I, I don't page. understand Facebook at all. I'm gonna make a page, but you're then when you upload the episodes, I'm gonna have you upload it there too. Okay. So um, that's it. But uh, other than that, next week you'll you will uh, hear uh, 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 an episode next week or two weeks, whatever. <laughs> next episode. Yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna do a, a mutual. Uh, we have an idea of possibly which one it's gonna be. Yeah. Although I although I I might call an audible depending. I have to talk with Allie about yeah, an we idea. We have to make a decision on this one. It's either gonna be one that we've both seen or one that. Neither, Neither of us, us have seen. seen. So we'll see what that is. And uh, we appreciate you listening to Wait, us. Wait, I just realized that Audible doesn't work. You haven't seen it. <laughs> so we, we, we may know what we're going to do. Um, uh, we uh, appreciate you listening and appreciate you being uh, with us as we as we make this all happen. So, and our, um, our shortest episode in a long time. Yeah, You're really welcome. Time, yeah. <laughs> Yay, you. Um, <laughs> thanks for uh, listening. And this is a match made in space. Signing off. Uh some dumbass caveman grunt. Adios. (laughs)